day with one half of an incredible podcast that if you're not subscribed to, you're doing it all wrong. Living Split Screen, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, that is with Pong Soul, who is lurking in the background yes. while he's working. And of course, the other half, the one that calls it like it is, that doesn't pull punches and doesn't worry about hurting your feelings. Steel, Marine, my brother, welcome. Hey, boom, man. You know, it's always an excellent time to sit down with you and chop it up about games, especially when things are so juicy within our industry Oh, my right goodness. It's going to be a delicious steak. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I like my medium well, personally, but um, it seems to be a little bit more pink in the middle, which is always a good time to get into. Uh, so we're about to find out, man. Um, a lot of interesting conversation I have today. I want to thank you uh, for inviting me back on because always crazy things going on in the back end, but anytime that i can jump on here it's always a pleasure man i greatly appreciate you well it's great to have you here brother it's great to have everyone here uh just i i gotta talk about last night because last night we did some things that we have never done before uh remember now this channel it's going to be five years old november 3rd uh is officially five years old from the first video to the near 1000th in the next couple of weeks we're going to rolling into the 1000th piece of content uh, 1,000 videos is something that uh, is does not happen very nice. easily. Um, yeah. it, 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 you know, you do have to be tenacious and yeah. you do have to, you know, try and fail and fail and, yeah. and, and win. And that's what I've done with this channel. And uh, <laughs> it is really something to, uh, to talk about because last night, uh, not only did we have one of the biggest panels in show history where we had nine people, including myself, and the special guests included Hargeet Chani. Uh, King David, yeah, of course, nice. Randall Thor. I mean, it was it was it was madness. But I think really what sets this show apart is yesterday. The final tally is we had nine hundred and thirty eight live viewers at any one given time. That's what it topped out, topped off at. That is the most Congrats. in channel history. We Beautiful. were. And these weren't bots, folks. These were actually human beings. Oh, real people? Yeah, yeah, real people. Oh, man. For this craziness. And we're going to get into it today. Um, But, you know, before we actually get down to the Brazilian government approving the Xbox uh, $78.7 billion deal or nearly, uh, I'm I'm sorry, $68.7, nearly $70 billion Activision Blizzard we are going to do something that a lot of shows don't do, and we're going to get into the minutia of what they said. Now, this document yeah. is very lengthy. It is extremely meaty. Um, I have to give a shout-out for oh. people like um, like Hoglore, who is going to read all these documents, who is going to break everything down. Uh, a huge shout-out to Benji Sales, who put this out there. You know, Benji is a good friend of this program. He's a great friend of the community he's constantly doing the gaming lord's work um and uh listen folks it is uh i got i gotta say you know we and i say we you know people like randall thor and dealer and steel rain and mav and pong and boxenberger and everyone that you tune into our gaming circle our gaming family have said a lot of the things that were in this Brazilian document. And we actually made fun of it to the point where it almost sounded steel 
like it was written by someone that not only understands the business, yeah, may have been listening to some of these podcasts to get an idea of what exactly is happening yeah. at, at you know at, at front facing value, where we know that Jim Ryan has been flying around the country. Uh, he's been flying around outside of the country trying to get regulators to uh, be on his side when we know what he's putting down is not only he's lying, but he is painting a picture that is extremely false. And that false picture might have come back to bite him in the rear, so to speak, because when you when I read some of these um, uh, excerpts from the document from the Brazilian government or from K, which is uh, which is the. Uh, the, the acronym is CADE, C-A-D-E. It does sound like they were a little ticked off that they were used by Sony because obviously he went to them first to complain about this deal, saying that you know that PlayStation would be dead without it and they can't compete, and that there's no other game like um like Call of Duty. And it, it did seem like they were a bit aggravated because of it. And you know bit, something right? based on what we've seen so far, Steel. There's a lot of you know the the the, the you know the, the funniness about lion dance moves Jim Ryan. It, there's <laughs> something to be said about that. I know we make fun of it, and but but at the end of the day, listen, I get it. I'm not a boob. It's business. He's got to get out there. He's got to right. defend his stockholders, and he's got to put on a good show. But the truth of the matter is, is once once I have read steal some of mm -hmm. these documents, and people get a whiff of exactly what the the Brazilian government is saying. It's hard to imagine that the CMA or the FTC or the EU commission are going to have anything different to say because they do break it down in a very digestible and understandable way. But listen, before we get into that, got to welcome in nearly 200 people here. I have to start off by saying, first of all, if you are new to the channel, we welcome you here with open arms. Uh, we are closing in. On twelve uh, on twelve thousand, we are at eleven thousand, just short of three hundred, and I'm hoping that we can get to that three hundred today. So if you are finding the channel for the first time and you're digging what I'm putting down, I have officially become a full time streamer where I'm Ooh. doing this five days a yes, week, sir. Monday through Friday, all different shows, all different panels, all different opinions. Um, and if it's something that you're digging, please consider subscribing, hit the bell so you know when I go live. But I want to open up Steel. Yeah with something that you and I are very excited about. And that is this month's game pass helpings. Yeah. And quite frankly, you know, just by the thumbnail you saw, if you know, what's, what is interesting about this month specifically is that there is no one ilk that it's favoring, right. meaning that there are games literally for everyone of every shape, size, and genre. Yep. You have Scorn, which is filling the, the, the horror Halloween-esque kind of feeling. It's an eight-hour, eight to ten-hour experience. It's gross. It's, ve it's very H.R. Geiger-inspired, yes. right? Persona 5. Okay, now, if you're a PlayStation guy or gal, that may be old news. But for Xbox people, we have been it's waiting so for this for years. And if it's your bag, well, then guess what? That You have the JRPG that you have been asking for. Right. It's there for you. And on top of that, what do we get? Well, we get a game that is multiplat, but it is very Sony-esque, where it's the over-the-shoulder, story-driven, real-life graphics in, yeah. um, in Requiem, uh, A Plague's Tale 2. And that's not it. But still, I, I got to go to you first on this. You know, yeah. we're going to get into 
Call of Duty and what it means to Xbox Game Pass. Mm -hmm. uh, and it does mean, listen, you know, you can say what you want about the Activision Blizzard King, and there's a lot of a lot of right. tentacles of where you can go with, <laughs> you know, yeah. where Big it's crack. important to Microsoft, mm -hmm. how it's important to Microsoft. But at the end of the day, getting these games into Xbox Game Pass for as low as five dollars per month when they launch their friends and family this fall mm -hmm. is going to dominate the conversation because what Microsoft has done is lower the cost of allowing people of every station to enjoy gaming. And I think that in itself is a story. It is. So when you, th when you take a look at, a, at, at Microsoft, who, you know, to, to be, you know, you know, very forthcoming is very light in their own first party this year. We knew that was going to happen, Yeah, but they are delivering on their promise to pass yes. Xbox game pass with titles of every ilk, of every genre, of every size, yeah. and they're delivering in spades. What are your thoughts on what's coming in October for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers? Well, boom, this, this is definitely still a juicy topic because it goes into many directions and like you mentioned um it definitely has a lot of tentacles on it which is why i wanted to make sure i put that reference of the kraken in there because that's literally what it is uh, i know a lot of people have have been questioning xbox and their first party output and everything to be considered i can understand that conversation uh fortunately unfortunately for me i am going to attack it from a different angle as somebody who only looks at games um, not dependent on what platform they're on. I just look at games. Um, now, for me to say that there's only a couple of games on this list, um, so you, you that they're releasing in the Game Pass that I even have remote interest in, right? So, um, one of them is going to be Gunfire Reborn. The other one is going to be a Plague Tale. Now, for a Plague Tale, I haven't even played the first one yet. Um, that's mainly because I'm just not that type of gamer. I'm not a I'm not a single player gamer. I do enjoy those story driven games that can be a good time. Um, but I'm very picky and choosy about those things. Um, now Game Pass has opened that up for me to jump into. Well, had a chance to jump into the first one a little bit. Um, but then also possibly be able to jump into the second one. It brings to the forefront that even as somebody who does not maybe say because that's always comes up in conversation well there's nothing here for me all these games are fodder uh no who wants to play norco what is that? i love the i love the fodder commentary that you hear it's so preposterous <laughs> it really exactly, is exactly but that's what gets me amped up when people say those types of things because they're blatantly outing themselves and letting you know the type of gamers that they are me as the type of gamer that i am i'm not going to judge anybody's play style type of games that come out when whether something is or is not for me if we were only talking about what i care about we would have a very short conversation i care about what the gaming industry is about what us as gamers care about what is going to be the potential so when you see the variety because again that's something i'm going to continuously preach to the choir um i do it on live a split screen i've done it since i entered the community about almost two years ago but we are literally in the age of accessibility and the age of variety um, because of previous competition and um, that even flow that Xbox and Sony had. Keep in mind, they're the only ones that have had even flows. But because of that, Xbox has done something to 
potentially skew the market in such a way that people can't deny value. And when you have games like these coming into a service that maybe you were looking at, maybe you didn't care about, like myself, I can still go through my list, download these, pre-install them, try them out for, that's my demo right there. And I get that as part of my service. I'm not, when I look at this, I'm not saying, oh man, my, my 15 bucks isn't worth it. I'm looking at it like, Man, I mean, they're not all for me, but I can see the worth here. I might jump in. Who knows? Uh, Dyson's Fear program that's on PC. I have a PC right now. Wow. Maybe I could jump into that. That's coming to PC. Evil. I don't know what that is, but it's going to be available for download. So I could try it out, see if I could jump into it. Now, before you know it, I've spent 200 hours in a game that I didn't even know that I wanted. That's kind of the point here, right? So, it's just as always it's going to be a consistent conversation of what people perceive as value. And we're always going to have to fight back against the, uh, the evil army or the zombie whore that w- wants to fight back against us or put that pressure on us and say, Hey, well, this isn't good enough. Uh, until we get first party, this isn't good enough. And I'm of the mindset and I'm the type of gamer to say that, I can't agree that this isn't good enough. Obviously, Microsoft understands that their first party is weak. Obviously, they know that they need more time. So when you cut deals to make sure that this is in your service, I think they're moving all the right bricks to build the right foundations. You know, it's funny. Um, one of the things uh, that we uh, that we we heard when uh, it launched in the summer of 2017 is that mm-hmm. Game Pass was going to become a never was. Yep. Right. That 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 was the running uh, conversation with many. Yep. Um, and since 2017, and we are now in 2022, mm-hmm. uh, it has seen uh, five years. Uh, you know, it, it it made its fifth year birthday in uh, July of this year. Um, and in that time has equated uh, nearly 30 million subscribers. Now, they have officially said 25, but like I said, I do have a few connections within the industry mm-hmm. where I do trust. And King and I use a lot of the same connections because we, you know, we, we do know some people, right. and that's a number that we both heard. Now, whether or not that's true, whether or not that is you know, close to it or potentially a little bit past it, we don't know. But let me just say this. When you launch a service, mm-hmm. nothing is guaranteed. Okay, services launch yep. all the time. Some fail, some you never hear about, and some uh, take your money and run. Perfect example of that is Google Stadia. Yeah, Google did what Google does. They launch something, they put their, they dip their toe in, and when it's not immediately making gazillion dollars, they do what they always do, and they and it ends up in the graveyard of Google. Yeah, and that's exactly where game. Uh, uh, that's exactly where Stadia is. It's probably going to remain there, and you know, it just is what it is at, at this point. You know what? Um, they, uh, th- you know, when you look at what Xbox has done, right? Mm-hmm. They offer this plethora of titles from again from every genre that you could possibly match. And, and wh- what's interesting, you said something that I thought was uh, was worthy of talking about. You said this game may not be for me. Boom. There's yeah. three games, all four or all eight all, games may yeah. not be for me. Maybe. Maybe this this month is just not for me. But then you, w- w- I think the the issue that you run into here isn't whether or not the game is good. It is not because the game is triple A or double A or single yeah. A or, or indie. It's holy shit. What do I have to do? What I have? To, what do I have to delete on my hard drive because now I got no space? 
because that's that's what ends up happening a lot with me, uh, especially yeah. because and I, I have terabyte after terabyte after terabyte. I just keep moving stuff back and forth. I got you know I got one of the memory cards. I got right. onboard stuff. I got I got two uh, offboard you know um, uh, eight terabyte uh, you know thing, and they're all filled. They're almost all filled because there's just so many games and Game Pass just continues to add games that you know listen they, they, they uh, the um the rescue uh dogs the, the, paw patrol. Name. yeah poor patrol mm-hmm. they have a they have a car racer yeah i da- i downloaded it and i got about 200 uh, gamer score i'm not ashamed to say that like i i like stuff like that it's why you shouldn't silly. be ashamed yeah i mean you shouldn't yeah, be ashamed it, but you know the, the game. I, when when when, when my, my uh when tyler who's my nephew i talk about all right. the time comes over he wants to play this i said then we play together yeah, we, have a, we have a yeah, we have exactly. a grand old time that's what it's about. Um, but I, I have to say that um, just That's looking good. at what they're delivering this month, mm-hmm. Scorn is a game that is coming out a week early. And some people yeah. look at that's no big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal uh, because yeah. it could have easily just waited and it's coming out um, on the 14th, if I'm not mistaken. You know, and again, a Plague's Tale uh, shout out to Dealer Gaming who got a code. And put nice. it out there that he was just starting it. So obviously nice. we're going to get a chance to hear him probably next week talk about it, depending on you know if he's under embargo or not. Um, and if you like um, the first one, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's one of the first people that I know that are actually playing the game. Mm-hmm. I checked my email; you know, they didn't send it, but it's. Hey Phil, you gotta get, gotta hit boom up in the DMs, man. It, it's cool. It's it's all right. I'm I'm not offended. I got Game Pass, so I'm getting it anyway. There you go. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, but listen. I, I want to continue the conversation, but I do yeah. want to catch up with some of the super chats. It's been quite a few of them. We also have a new channel member. First of all, Drawn TJ drops a five dollar super chat and says, "When the deal gets done, put Call of Duty and Game Pass day one." Yeah, uh, you know yeah. it's funny. Uh, when I start reading some of these excerpts, and then we talked about it last Better night. Um, I kind of I, I, listen. I, I'm not. I'm not a petty individual, right? I, I'm just not because <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't get offended for silliness. Um, but I have to be honest with you. Um, after the behavior, mm-hmm. the unprofessional behavior of Jim Ryan towards uh, Phil Spencer and Xbox, uh, on how he really dug his heels in the sand right. regarding uh, saying publicly that the deal that was sent in January was not uh, was not good enough. It was uh, I forgot the exact terminology he used. He yeah. said. Um, was that, sufficient. You know, wasn't, it wasn't yeah, sufficient? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't sufficient enough for his gamers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got, I got slightly annoyed about that because I said, "Wait a second, wait, wait, hold on a sec. You're the market leader. I, I get it. We got to tip the cap, but you're right, not right. making the seventy billion dollar investment. So who the f do you think you are to tell me that the deal I'm offering you, which we know is unusual, they said, hey, listen, your deal ends in 2024. We'll give you another three years." giving you up until 2027, which is essentially the end of the generation, potentially when the start of new consoles. So in 2028, when the next Xbox, whatever is called, they're going to launch with Call of Duty potentially as an exclusive. And you know what? Why not? Because if if the shoe was on the other foot, Sony would do it too. So last night we were all talking and I know there were a lot of people like, yeah, you know, Microsoft kind of put it out there. Well, who's to say they can't rescind it? Yeah, you know I mean, they uh-huh. you know, I mean, if this deal, get, like, like, like the, the, I think the biggest aspect, with, and we're going to get into it momentarily because we already got 300 people here. This is only a 90 minute show, so we're going to really, <laughs> we're going to rip this bandaid off and go right into it. But here's the thing, folks. What's interesting is the fact that 
this deal was passed with zero restrictions steel. And I think that is monster because there were a lot of people in this community that are suggesting that Microsoft is ready for, you know, an injunction of sorts. Like, hey, listen, we'll promise 10 years of Call of Duty just to get this deal done. When when you hear what the Brazilian regulators had to say, again, very hard to imagine that the other three big entities in the FTC, the Mm -hmm. CMA, and the EU Commission are going to have anything different to say. It's, I just can't see that happening. But boo, that's just Brazil. They look at things differently. Yeah, right. The, the third world country. Good. Sure, sure. I, I, and I've, I've seen it. Like, who's Brazil? Oh, I don't know. One of the biggest uh, countries outside of America. I, I don't know. But listen, we have a new channel member. I want to thank I Salvation Five. Hey. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for joining. It. We are, that's folks. True. We are closing in on a hundred and twenty-five uh, channel members. That's that's crazy. Like, That's this is nice. still a small channel. I, I, nice. I honestly cannot believe it. So I'm going to say a big thank you. Jordan TJ drops another $2 super chat and says, hey, boom, hey, Steel. Hey, everyone in chat. Indeed. Welcome, brother. Um, we also have uh, Michael G drops a very generous $2 super chat. And he says the Xbox Series S with an extra controller is $250. Bucks. He actually... Somebody, somebody sent me something in the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to it in a second when I get when I hand the mic over to you. But yes, um... I think next week Target is having a sale and the Series wow. S is 250 bucks. This is this is pre-Black Friday, folks. I have a strong suspicion that they're going to choke out the competition this year and they don't even have Call of Duty. Hell, they don't even have a monster AAA first party, but it's it's going to be very interesting to say the least. We had a monster super chat come in from Kenta Wilson. Uh, who drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, loving Xbox Game Pass, it is changing the game. Indeed it is. It yeah. absolutely is changing the game. And I think that is what scares Sony. I think Sony's old old guard mentality is why they're in trouble. It's why that they have pivoted mm-hmm. Steel to make these 12 gas games which are going to take years which they're going to take years to come out with because remember they just they just talked about that these games haven't been development if if they've been in development 12 months that might be a lot i think you are years out the only one that i can see coming is factions and that's not even guaranteed next year because we've seen nothing of it so who's who's to say but we have another super chat from uh, five hours coming from primus gaming who was a channel member recently thank you so much for that brother he says this acquisition is growing legs and walking. Yeah. Xbox gamers into the next Nirvana. Afternoon, Mr. Boom. Afternoon to you. And yes, that is a great uh, that's a great point. Highlander01 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Hope you're having a great day. Microsoft will force Sony to evolve, indeed, or they will be acquired by a larger company. Uh, it's not personal, it's business. That is absolutely correct. Like I said, I I have a strong suspicion that they could in fact be acquired at some point if they don't you know make the the correct changes otherwise become a publisher they may just be the next sega and you know again king david's been saying that for years uh brett bingham drops a very very generous two dollars super chat and says hashtag stop snitching and hashtag charge them more there you go um listen let's get into what happened yesterday now i pulled a story from one of my favorite places uh, VideoGamesChronicles.com. It was written by the great Andy Robinson, and the title of the lead story simply says, 
Brazilian regulators approve Microsoft's proposed Activision Blizzard deal, and Brazil's Cade approved the acquisition with no restrictions on Wednesday. Now, folks, again, this is a very hefty document. We're not going to get into it. These um, links will be available in the show notes after the show goes video on demand. So if you want to click on it and you want to read it, you can definitely check it out there. But let's start off with what Cade had to say. They said this, folks, considering the huge popularity of Call of Duty, it's reasonable to infer that if, if Activision Blizzard games were no longer available on Sony's console, PlayStation users could decide to migrate to Xbox or even PC to continue at having access to franchise games. Uh, and, and this is a part of their uh, on, of, of Cade's summary. They continue, folks. On the other hand, it's also reasonable to assume that if the upcoming Call of Duty games became exclusive to the Microsoft ecosystem, players loyal to play the PlayStation brand could simply abandon the series, migrate uh, their demand to other games available on their favorite console, right? Well, mm-hmm. it continues. And this is, this is where it gets a little nasty, okay? K- the Cade verdict goes on to state, Steel that it believes exclusive content has been very important for competition. Um, Let me see. Let me see. Where is it? Okay. Very important for competition in the console market and is one of the main factors responsible for PlayStation and Nintendo's positions as market leaders. Mm -hmm. But it gets even more spicy, folks. Exclusive games are the benchmark of competition between Microsoft and SIE. Although no company has so far developed or acquired an exclusive game that has divisively shifted the balance in favor of the console. This is because uh, proprietary exclusive games are less popular and represent less revenue than third-party AAA games, which until then are available on both Xbox and PlayStation. Right. And it says this, as already seen, Steel, Nintendo does not currently rely on any content from Activision Blizzard to compete in the market. In turn, Sony has several predicates, strength of the world's leading brand for more than 20 years, extensive experience in the sector. It has a larger user base, largest install base of all consoles, robust catalog of exclusive games, Mm. partnerships, and multiple publishers, brand loyal consumers, Mm. etc., which should contribute, Steel, to maintaining the competitiveness of PlayStation in a possible post-operation scenario, even in the face of the possibility of loss of access to Activision Blizzard content. Mm. That is not... That's not a manifesto from Boom or an Xbox. That is from the government of Brazil. Please, that's the spice. That is where you're going to have to drink some water because you're going to choke yourself out. (laughs) Chat, check it out. I read it for you, Rebatum, but now we got to get Steel Rain Steel. I think that that one paragraph is the nail in Jim Ryan's dance moves coffin. 
Yeah, man. I mean, it definitely is. It's the uh, it's the nail. It's the uh, whatever. It's the tape. Whatever you need to do. Put gorilla glue on it. Whatever the case may be. Um, one thing that's that's just so obscene to me, so crazy to me about this entire deal, um, is the fact that we're talking about mostly is what's talked about is one game. Uh, we're not talking about a catalog of games. Um, and we're not even talking about those games being removed because it was already you know, put out there that Microsoft wasn't even considering removing the content from that their ecosystem. Um, now, whether we talked about this a little bit earlier, um, now whether they come back later and decide to do things differently, that's a completely different conversation. Um, we'd have to handle that when we get to it. But with a lot of that you, a lot of that you spoke with, and a lot of what we've seen from Brazil, um, and again, you guys talked a little, talked about a little bit last night that Brazil kind of carries that attitude, like. Man, like, what did you hit me up about this for? You know what I mean? It's like when you get when you hit up when you hit up a homie and you're trying to, you know, go out or something like that, and you know he's not really into that specific place that you guys are going that night, and you know you're probably going to get a no from him, but you ask him anyway, and he's just like, "Dude, I'm not going." It, it came across kind of like that to me, um, but it also kind of. I'm not going to say kind of, it also solidifies a lot of the things that we've kind of come on and said where there's no reason why this deal should be blocked. There's nothing that says that, Hey, this is anti-competitive. Um, this isn't outside the realm of how deals have been done in the past. Matter of fact, the only reason why we've got to this deal is because of how things have been up to this point, because of Sony's strong dominance in the gaming market, because of Nintendo's strong dominance in the gaming market, because Microsoft is the little brother within the gaming industry side of things, or you want to consider PC some of that, it's still a little, I consider that a little bit different. Um, but as far as the console space goes and everything, Microsoft is the little brother and for them to come in and say, Hey, well, we want to take things seriously. We're going to get Zenimax and we're going to get Activision Blizzard so that we can buff up our catalog and give our gamers something to be proud of because that's the thing that people have been complaining about people. The reason like the part of the reason why Xbox's brand loyalty is kind of faded since the 360 is because nobody has a reason to be proud of owning an Xbox. And that's mainly because of the brand identity. Now, yes, we got strong ones like Halo, Forza, Gears and such, but none of them have hit as hard as what we've seen from Sony because of what they've kind of created up to this point. So when you hear them go out and cry about these games, this is business. They're doing that to um, cause a scene. It's like a it's like a child, in a, like a young child in a, in a, Having a in tantrum. Exactly. Just throwing themselves on the floor. You got to pull them up. <laughs> I know for me personally, my child starts doing that. I got to yank them up, put them on the shoulder. Listen, We're going out I to did the that, car. I got pow pow back in the day. <laughs> exactly. Brother, you know? got the cut <laughs> right? <laughs> so my mother would never hit the face, but she'd always hit the back of the legs. Yeah, and she course. was a ninja. She never missed. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, it's just, a, it, it gives you a different, you got to look at it from a different perspective this time around it's not about oh uh this content's being taken away from me oh it's it's what it's about is microsoft having the potential to be looked at how they were in the past 20 years ago 30 years ago as far as being looked at as a monopoly because they are an american-based company because microsoft does have all this reach because they do have all this money people are worried about what microsoft could possibly do within the gaming space although they honestly don't care. 
Um, right. They would just prefer that their specific piece of plastic, um, whatever they hold their brand loyalty to. Again, I see people do this all the time with Jordans. So I can understand how it works in the gaming space. And again, for those who have been in the gaming space since the 90s, you kind of have you you have that understanding of how these uh, how these kind of situations happen. But there is literally nothing in play right now that is either anti-competitive on the Microsoft side of things that is going to vastly change how the market works in any way, shape or form. People are still people still that game are saying that Game Pass is bleeding money and don't don't see how it could be sufficient for an X amount of time. And what I've mentioned to Pong previously, it's like the more information that continues to come out. Um, regardless of we're talking about Call of Duty, a, Bl- a Blizzard, or the Diablo, whatever games that we end up throwing in the conversation, what's funny to me is that these people are blatantly admitting that Game Pass is a threat. That people are, even though they're not saying it up front, because that's one thing people always say, well, we don't know how well it's really doing. Oh, we don't know the real numbers. Oh, Microsoft, oh, how convenient that Microsoft doesn't have to put out the numbers and everything. What's happening is that word of mouth kind of behind the scenes. Hey, you can get into Game Pass and you can still buy games. Hey, you can get into Game Pass and you can still try games that you maybe didn't have interest in. You can get in here like we're going to expect, like somebody in chat mentioned earlier. You would be crazy to think that once this deal goes through, Call of Duty and all the games under Activision Blizzard King are not going directly into uh, Game Pass because they are. It is a guarantee. And no, those games don't have to be removed. They could be exclusive. But for what? The exclusive is Game Pass. The game is being played differently. Jim Ryan, Sony, any other competitors, Google, they are complaining because Microsoft for the first time within this industry is on the pulse of what the gamers are looking for, of where the digital era is moving. Can I can I add something to exactly what you're saying? Yeah. For, for the first time in over a decade, Steel, yeah. they're no longer on their heels, yet they're on the offensive. Yeah. Now exactly. Sony is playing defense and yes. so far yes. not really playing it too good. It seems no. like they're playing a prevent defense where they're simply just there yeah. to put a body in front of this thing, but if someone comes that is looking to score, they're going to yeah. mow them over. And that's what has happened here. Steel. Yeah, they're, they're playing man defense. It's like having Shaq in the paint. You're not stopping Shaq. Yep. You're you just not. <laughs> and now that, you know, Shaq, in, in this case, I mean, it's hard to compare because Shaq has always been dominant. But in this case, Microsoft woke up and was like, look, man, you want us to take gaming seriously? Okay, why do we need to take it seriously? Oh, we can create a service? Great, Phil, let's do that. If that's going to be our, our, our way forward so we can push the cloud and our future plans and everything else that we're trying to do as we move forward into the digital era. Because, again, I don't know if people forget, but a lot of these business plans and dealings happen years in advance. They have a plan currently that is a, <laughs> no pun intended, 10-year plan, right? I know it's it's kind of hard because 343 isn't doing the strongest, and they're first-party Microsoft studio. So how does Microsoft have a first-part, have a 10-year plan? They can't get Halo's 10-year plan right. But I can guarantee you in business, you have to look at these things because you have to kind of predict 
what the flow of the industry is going to be, how technology is going to evolve. And uh, Microsoft is just directly on the top of that. Uh, Activision Blizzard doesn't hold up anything. It actually it brings in more competition to the industry than we've ever seen before. Again, we've talked about them. You've talked about it multiple times on multiple shows. Boom. Even if the, when this deal goes through, Microsoft will still not be number one. They will still be number three. Yep. Even yep. all the only thing Sony's going to really lose is that 70-30 that they had before, where Microsoft is not going to be given that 70. But even then, their gamers still have access. More people have access. Matter of fact, Microsoft wants to put Call of Duty on Nintendo platforms. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that seem more consumer facing? It certainly does. Yeah. So, I, and, I, and I think that's the overall point. Um, we're having a conversation now that's kind of moving into, hey, it's not about it's not about the business. We're seeing the gamers kind of come down and be like, oh well, I don't know. It's not it's not good for me. It can it's not good for the goose. It can't be good for the gander. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of how that's kind of how it's going. So. Well, you know what? I, I want to add some more spice to already yeah, something that people are in the chat are calling the uh, the spicy chip challenge. <laughs> All right. Now this is this is interesting because this is the shade uh, that I think. And again, we have a couple more paragraphs again, so I'm going to break it down so we can you know have our chance to really sit down and digest it. Because again, the first the first excerpts, there's a lot to digest, so I don't right. want to get lost in the source, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this right here, Steele, this statement, and and, and, I, and I, first of all, I, I got to thank the um, over 450 people Let's here. Let's go. Um, if you are new, and I see a lot of new faces here, please consider subscribing. Hit My wife like. and I have built this channel from uh, from the ground up. We've done it the right way. We've done it the mom and pop way of doing things, the grassroots, if you will, uh, just putting out good content, giving back to the community when we can. And just, uh, you know, and just leveling the playing field when it comes to uh, being a, 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 a pair of content creators that put the community first. And if, you, if you're if you digging that, what I'm putting down, I would ask that you consider subscribing and, of course, hit the bell icon so you know when I go live. Uh, I got to thank a couple of people. We got Ham Solo 05, Ham Solo, hey. from, Ham Solo from Ham Solo Gaming, just a very generous $2 of chances. Brazil said, take that ish somewhere else, bro. And, he, <laughs> and you know what? In, in so many words, that they actually did that. John Wolf, good friend of the program, just a $2 of chances. Brazil told Jim his claims were inadequate indeed. And that's yeah. exactly what he said. He said the, the deal was inadequate. And I hope Microsoft pulls that deal, but that's just me being petty. Uh, yeah. Danny Passion Official. Uh, drops an outstanding $2 super chat and he says he's working in NYC today. What a great news. Um, uh, let's go. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it is definitely good news. It's, it's good news in the sense that I think it's the first one of the big dominoes to drop, but I think it's what was worded, how they said things, especially the next ep- excerpt that I'm going to read to you folks is, I think, a shot across the bow to the CMA. Because remember, I had a lot of problems, deal with the block emoji from the CMA on Twitter, right. getting out there and saying that we are concerned for Sony's position as market leader, which I, I actually can't believe that was put out there. Like, that was actually in their stage one documentation that they've said that. 
And to me, that sounds like collusion, right? You can suggest that that might be collusion. You can certainly suggest that there might be some corruption uh, when you're when you're when you're supposed to be there about competition, but more so about the people, meaning us, the consumers, not Sony, the the, the billion dollar corporation. It's very suspect. But I want to continue with the super chats, and I'm going to read this damning paragraph. Uh, it is. It is. Oh, first of all, shout out to Hargeet Chani in the, in the chat. I'm going to get to everybody, but Hargeet killed it last night. He jumped on at the last minute with King David and Randall Thor. And folks, I can't say that I ha- this happens a lot, but that episode last night is closing in on a thousand likes. Like, that's crazy. It's it's the most viewed uh, show I think this year. We're closing in on ten thousand views, oh. which is freaking bonkers. Hey. And it's a thousand likes. So if you missed it last night, we had King David, we had uh, Hargeet Chani, we had Randall Thor, who, by the way, was Dark Emperor Randall Thor 19, because he <laughs> is bathing in the sustenance that is Jim Ryan. He says, Give me more. I hope it lasts six months. Shout out to him for being there for the whole show. Um, but we also had our drawn TJ drop an additional five dollars. Super chat and says Microsoft needs to hire the best port studio and would uh, and put World of Warcraft in Xbox Game Pass Ultimate remake it for console. I don't see that that's not going to happen. To be honest with you, I mean, again, it, who's is it, there? Are people that play WoW with a controller, so I don't see why yeah. that actually could not happen. Um, and I think we might be up to date. So we're up to date. On, uh, on the Super Chats, I will, again, continue to welcome everybody in here. We have just crossed 450 people. Oh, Hargeet drops a Super Chat of oh, $5. Says, One of the inadequacies I'm sure will come up with Call of Duty deal is the cross-play tax. Microsoft may be pushing to eliminate it. I'm yeah. sure they absolutely are, and they absolutely should. Sony has lost the leverage. They are no longer on the high ground. Right. And remember what happened to uh, to Anakin Skywalker when he was fighting Obi-Wan? He didn't have the high ground and he lost his legs. And <laughs> I think Sony has lost theirs. Um, but listen, yeah. let me read this very, very tasty and spicy shot across the bow to the CMA. And this is what this is coming from the Brazilian regulators known as Cade. They say this, folks. Furthermore. It's, it is important to highlight that the central objective of Cade's activities is the protection of competition as it means of promoting the well-being of Brazilian consumers and, get this, folks, not the defense of a particular interest of specific competitors. Yep. After all, one cannot lose sight of the fact that the holder of the legal assets protected by law number 12,529 slash 2011 is the collectivity and not the competitor economic agent as an individual entity. Shots fired. By all means, take it away. It, again, because I've read all the documents from everyone, to me, Steele, this is a direct shot across the bow to the CMA who said yeah. in their documents we're concerned for Sony's number one position within the marketplace. That is collusion, that is corruption, and that is a big problem. 
No, and then that, that's a that's a huge issue, and it's definitely a little a little shot to the side a little bit. Um, so I kind of one of those Max Payne moments. You're shooting this way, you're also shooting that way. Um, <laughs> slowing by slowing down time. Um, for me, they're 100 correct, man. I mean, I thought that's what that was the point of this was right. Um, that they're just going through making sure there's nothing out too too out of place. That's real scary going on. And again, nobody knows what the future has. It has in tow. So you can't use that angle either because I have seen that go around uh, quite a bit to where, oh, well, they're trying to take the consideration of the future in mind, right? That's what they're looking at. Well, they got to be a little bit more future facing because, oh, Microsoft could monopolize cloud. And now that's what they're looking at. And now uh, the FTC has come out, you know, and has mentioned some of those things, and they do want to look at some of those markets and do want to get more information from Microsoft and Xbox about those things and how that's approached. But they have competition in those spaces just because nobody else has come in and tried. Um, again, we could look at Google Stadia coming in and trying and inevitably failing because I guess they didn't expect the investment was going to have to be as big. But for things like this, it's not up to these regulators to make sure that your favorite company or Sony in this uh, happenstance is going to be the number one, is going to be the de facto. Um, if it's not Sony, everybody else is out the door. Um, it's like saying that if you, it's like the saying that Apple ha it has to be the defendo, it, that has to be it. If you don't have an Apple phone, it, it, you're irrelevant. And I know some people may feel that way, the same way they do it with Sony, but they, that's just not the case. There has to be competition. Call of Duty, Activision, Blizzard, all the games in there do not limit competition in any way, shape, or form. If anything, it only gives Microsoft more uh, of what they were looking for already in live service games, multiplayer games, uh, other games that they needed to fulfill their library to give the people that variety that we keep speaking to. So when you see these comments be made about, oh, you know, uh, you know, Sony's spot and, you know, the money and oh, we don't know if they'll be able to, you know, still succeed without this game because nothing's comparable. And then you hear Jim Ryan come out and say, oh, well, we don't currently have any studio that can make something comparable to a Call of Duty. Well, Jim and anybody else that's on board, that's not anybody else's problem but yours. You chose the route that you were, you were going. You have made this very similar games, and Xbox has done some of the same um, as far as the Western RPGs go. But you have decided to do the third-person, over-the-shoulder action-adventure games you're known for and that are great and that people love and these movie-style games because you're Sony and everything has to be so performative and perfect. And as we saw with Horizon Forbidden West, it's not necessarily the case. So some of that is faltering somewhere, but none, neither here or there, and we'll leave that for a different conversation. Um, there's just so many things that are at least letting me know that PlayStation's behind the ball. Um, they're having to look at things differently. Again, we mentioned the, the, the 12 live service things that they're making. I don't know if The Last of Us Factions is going to come out next year. Uh, I agree. I, at, I this, think I, at, this, at this point, I don't think it's going to come out until they remaster The Last of Us 2. 
which oh, yeah. is something that is not out of the, uh, you know, considering what they've been doing the last couple of, uh, you know, at least for the rem- last year into this year, it has been the remaster station. And I'm not being like facetious, folks. Just look at, bro, they've remastered everything. Uh, it, it, it's only a matter of time before The Last of Us 2 gets a remaster. Horizon that- Zero Dawn already? Like, yes, ridiculous. It, it, like, it, it, that's the definition of insanity, but it's cool. But it, in some ways, it may very well work for them because they are tied into the um the film side of things the movie uh, the tv side of things the movie side of things and if last of us really blows up that show and people jump into that first game again with, the, with this remaster um or this remake i should say then they're going to do this want to do the same thing with the second game to continue to push those numbers but then it's like what else do you guys have then so you got spider-man you got spider-man 2 you got wolverine you got what else you got some you got other third party games you got to cut deals for. Like, there's so many things that are getting thrown into question. And if I f- personally, I feel like Sony doesn't jump onto the, I want to say necessarily say it's a bandwagon because it's not a bandwagon. I just feel like it's more it's a it's a necessity for you to get a live service game that can work very well within your ecosystem, regardless of how you feel about Halo or not. Halo can drive numbers to Xbox. To the ecosystem, regardless, because it's Halo. Um, Gears can do the same thing. It may not be big to everybody, but it's in the Xbox ecosystem. It can drive those numbers that they may be looking for, as far as uh, uh, I will say, as enthusiast standpoint. But if I think that if they don't start moving quicker into the service side of things, putting games on PC day and day quicker, um, that should be more so the bigger worry that they have versus whether they're going to have an uh, whether they're going to have a Call of Duty or uh, Candy Crush or any other game that they may be worried about within the Activision uh, umbrella, Activision Blizzard umbrella. So yeah, listen, you know, I, I, I we are um, we're expecting one more special guest that's going to pop in here for hey. a hot minute. Uh, yeah, he actually uh, uh, one bad mother from Xbox era should be joining us momentarily. Um, I, I do want to read. Uh, shout out to Everborn Saga who put this into our DMs, folks. You know, right. if you want to, if you want to hear. Uh, what uh, the Brazilian government has already added to this ridiculously spicy, uh, you know, excerpts that we've read. This one, to me anyway, I think is the driving point to any of Jim Ryan's complaints. And I will, I'll read it here. I don't know if OBM is listening, but I want to get his opinion when he gets in here, but I want to get yours right. first. And this, again, this comes, this is, um, this is, um, um, excerpt uh, 340 in the document. And it says this, Steele. Investment in exclusive content is and has always been very important to competitive yes. dynamics in the console segment. Yes, Exclusive content was most likely one of the main factors responsible for positioning PlayStation as the leader of the world console market Facts. for more than two decades. Facts. A leadership that lasts... To this day, Nintendo adopts a commercial strategy strongly based on its own brands and games exclusive to its consoles, as well as its licensing of these brands for the production of other consumer and entertainment products. Mm -hmm. Microsoft, which which currently seems to be selling fewer consoles than the two competitors worldwide, as suggested in the estimates contained in table 29 and chart number five above, 
has invested heavily in acquisitions of development studios and game publishers to strengthen the context of Xbox and Game Pass in order to make its products and services more attractive to consumers. Exactly. Really hard to argue that point. And like I said earlier, and I will continue to say this, I find it very, very suspect if the CMA, the EU Commission, and the FTC have anything different to say regarding exactly what we have read so far. What are your thoughts on them focusing on PlayStation being the market leader for two decades? I mean, that blatantly lets you know that there is in dire need, there is a dire need of more competition to be present within the industry. Again, they're still, they're like, it's like Nintendo and PlayStation are like rubbing their, uh, like rubbing uh, Microsoft's nose in the face of it all Mm -hmm. saying, hey, nah, nah, you'll never be here. You'll never be part of this club. You'll never be the most wanted. You'll never be. It's like it's like you're back in high school again, and you're yeah. playing this popularity game with with kids. And it's like, so Microsoft is or Xbox in this case is never going to be allowed to be a true presence within gaming. Like so I, I don't. It, it almost seems as if they want to keep the boot on, and how dare you want to get from under the boot? But see, and but when you see, and then the thing is, when you start taking that perspective of it, though, um, and start looking at it that way, like a lot of us are, then you start coming to understand what the bigger picture is for the industry and who the people that are that actually care about what's going on with gaming versus people who just are trying to defend their personal purchase. Which yep. I'm, hey, I'm do your thing, man. You know, if if I bought a, a Lamborghini, you bought a Ferrari. Of course, I'm gonna defend my Lamborghini purchase. I'm, but I'm also a fan of Lamborghinis. Not really a fan of Ferraris. If you just want to kind of use that as a simple reference. Um, everybody's going to have their thing. I just, a lot of this is more so conversational pieces than, than anything at this point. And anybody kind of trying, trying to fight back against it, again, you're blatantly just letting us know that you're, you don't want competition in this space. You want what you want, and that's not what this is. Um, they are, these companies are in business to get your dollar. Uh, the people above them who are looking over these deals and looking at Microsoft spend more than they ever have in their company's history. Cause again, that's another huge part of this puzzle that people are missing that you can't just spend almost a hundred billion dollars in an industry that you weren't that heavily invested to. I mean, of course they were invested, um, but not as much as they blatantly have made it seem since 2017, and then spend almost a hundred billion dollars and expect nobody to blink an eye. Yeah, people, you want you want those things to get looked at. No, this isn't about monopolizing the industry. Actually, they're giving more access to people than ever before. So it's kind of, it's, it's just it's so weird how the conversations kind of go back and forth when the bottom line or the weakest string, I should say. Of the most of most of the conversation is just that, um, oh, we just don't want Microsoft or Xbox competing that way. We want them to do it the same way Sony has been doing it, the same way Sony's been putting the boot on the neck of a lot of their competitors, um, especially Microsoft, who they blatantly admitted they were trying to destroy in the Xbox One generation, PlayStation 4 generation, and now that Xbox is 
Microsoft has woken up and said, hey, gaming is a pillar. Oh, it's a problem. Oh, I want Microsoft to compete. But now that they spend money, it's, oh, it's a problem. They can't do it that way. Oh, the, the trillion dollar, the two trillion dollar company, they can't, it's, not, it's not okay for them to spend money to be more of a presence in an ecosystem, as you just mentioned, Boom, in an industry where they're not even close. This generation right now, the series, not even Xbox remotely series, close, dude. Yeah, the Xbox Series, PlayStation Five generation, probably been the closest it's been in a while, and it's still PlayStation is still leaps and bounds, millions. I'm talking about over three million consoles yeah. over the competition. Well, the 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 last numbers that we have, the last quote unquote official numbers, folks, that we had that come in. I don't know, maybe 30 days ago, maybe even a little bit more, maybe it's closer to the 45-day mark, was uh, PlayStation 22K, uh, uh, 22 million, versus Xbox 16 million. So, I mean, it's close. Let's let's call a spade a spade, but it's still 6 million units. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, both systems, the other thing, too, both systems, of course, have sold better than their previous years. But it's just like, man, well, what is the true conversation? What is the true point of all this complaining, crying, this perspective that a lot of people have where we just can't, for whatever reason, we just can't compete this way? Yeah, no, I absolutely got you. You, you again, knocked it out of the park. There's two things that I want to mention. First of all. One bad mother from Xbox era, once again hey, on loan. Please hey, let John and the crew know that the 50 cent check won't bounce this time. I promise. I'll throw another 50 on there, so there'll be a dollar coming through. I, got I appreciate that, sir. We can have penny counts. And I got to give a shout out to Calorie in the chat. Yeah. Uh, they are not only uh, always here, which I incredibly appreciate, but uh, everyone, I want everyone to know, uh, and a shout out to Web Dave, who's in the chat. Uh, right now, until Saturday, at your local Target, they have an abundance of Xbox Series S uh, consoles. They come with an extra controller, and they're $250. So if you are a PlayStation guy or a gal or Two someone that's looking to do Christmas shopping or Kwanzaa shopping or any of your holidays early, right now it's 250 bucks with an extra controller. That's a monster deal. And mind you... That is on the heels of Black Friday, which comes in, in, in about, a, you know, about a month. But even more so, they're going to launch the friends and family plan probably around Black Friday. So get ahead of this now and get over there and get that console. 250 bucks for that console is it was a steal at 300. Yeah, two fifty is ridiculous, and another uh, seventy dollar controller on top of that, girl. you 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 really can't go wrong. But one bad mother, listen, I know you're sure. just in here now. I know that you and I have been talking in the DMs. The big hubbub from last night was the fact that the Brazilian government, uh, their 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 uh, competition board known as Cade, approved the Microsoft uh, acquisition of Activision Blizzard which is close to $70 billion. And I think the most important aspect of it is that there are no restrictions. I think mm-hmm. that is a big deal. We've been talking about it all morning or, or early afternoon about what they, what they said. Now, one of the things that I just uh, that I read that I thought was very significant to the conversation is something 
that um, a good friend of the program and obviously someone that's a part of primetime gaming, um, uh, Everborn Saga dropped into the uh, the chat. Now he put this out here and he says, boy, oh boy, this document is, uh, is, is a veritable treasure trove of information. Now there is a second excerpt that I want to uh, read to you specifically. And then I want to get your overall opinion on this. This comes at um, document number uh, uh, paragraph 338 and 339 of the Cade uh, decision to approve this transaction. And it says this, folks. This SG slash Cade believes that the fact that Call of Duty is traditionally a series of cross-platform games has a significant influence on a number of users and sales performance of, of the franchise. After all, it's logical to uh, inter- inference that uh, the greater the number of hardware platforms on which a particular game is playable, the greater the base of potential users and buyers of such game. Given this context, it is likely that at the least, at, at least in the short term, Call of Duty will lose a significant volume of revenues and players if their games were no longer offered to users of the most popular console in the world, which, of course, is PlayStation. In fact, such a a hypothetical scenario could not only negatively impact the numbers of the franchise, but also favor other multi-platform games similar to Call of Duty that remain on PlayStation, such as competing series like Battlefield from EA or Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six from Ubisoft. And here is uh, the continuation, which is... Document number 339 says this, despite this, it cannot be ruled out that Microsoft will consider the adoption of the exclusivity strategy of Activision Blizzard games potentially profitable, even if a decision in this regard could result in sacrifice of a relevant part of sales, users, and even Call of Duty's popularity. Uh, This is because, in theory, such a strategy could contribute to boost Xbox sales, expand Xbox Game Pass subscriber base, and strengthen the network effect in the Microsoft ecosystem in order to compensate for any loss of revenue from the sales of games in the short term. And I think really what they're saying is that Microsoft is risking it all to potentially make this exclusive, but they have already said that they intend to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, it's just not going to be in perpetuity, which is what Jim Ryan wants. And I say, mm. F you, because you're not making the $70, a $70 billion investment. Yep. How dare you go out there and suggest that because you're current market leader, that you're going to dictate how this company who's spending the money puts out their wares. What are your thoughts on this and what happened, OBM? Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot to digest there. That's actually the, the the little excerpt you had had there was actually one of the ones that caught my eye yesterday because uh, EA has actually spoken about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, I can't remember which executive over there spoke about it, but basically said that hey, we hope <laughs> we hope you make Call of Duty exclusive. It's going to give us an opportunity to become bigger than we have ever been with Battlefield, and it really would create. If Microsoft took Call of Duty off the PlayStation, it would create a vacuum, especially this generation where we still expect 
you know, Sony to sell a ton of consoles. They'll probably still, you know, get all the, you know, even in their worst generation, they sold what 80, 90 million. So, you know, and this is not going to be their worst generation. So, you know, there's no reason to think that they're not going to hit a hundred million consoles at least. So I, one of my, one of my thoughts early on in this process was, was the, whether or not this would be exclusive for this generation, it wasn't, uh, I, I think Microsoft wants to continue to have that leverage, but I don't think it, it is something where uh, keeping it on there is like some deal breaker for them. Because at the end of the day, this is really a purchase they're making for that next paradigm shift in gaming where, where your games are going to be everywhere. And I don't think they want to risk. It's not, it's not just about the sales. I think the sales matter, but I don't think they want to risk the brand. I don't think they want to create a vacuum where now uh, the SOCOM you know, uh, reboot that's been rumored takes its place, where Battlefield is suddenly the next Call of Duty, right? Because there is something when you are a multi-platform game, and this is the advantage Call of Duty had over Halo back in the day, you just get this sort of, mm -hmm. uh, this sort of um, the, the tide just gets so high when you're when you're everywhere right when you're yeah. on the pc cons every console and it is something that it's hard to compete with for any exclusive which is why sony is going to start releasing their day and date on the pc which is very smart um so that so i expect that they're going to still want to keep it on there this entire generation moving past that though nobody knows and that's where the perpetuity thing doesn't make sense for microsoft we don't know we don't even know what what Sony's next console is going to be. Is it going to come out at the same time as the next Xbox? You know, we we, we everybody assumes because of what's happened the last few generations that yeah, they're going to release within a few months of each other. They're going to have similar specs, but you know, we saw you know at one t point in time we saw Nintendo do a hard pivot, right? And there's nothing to that's stopping Sony from basically going, you know what, let's not go head to head. Let's find a different niche. And maybe even, you know, maybe we're going to do something that's semi-portable or, uh, you know, maybe it's not going to be, you know, we're not going to just try to compete in terms of being the most powerful, you know, high. and I'm not saying they're go not going to, but we don't know. Right. And, and I, and that's one of the reasons why the perpetuity thing never made any sense. And I do think Microsoft also wants this leverage because as long as you're having to renew this in increments of three four years uh you know they can put pressure on sony to say hey we're not going to pay any cross play tax uh, that should be the first not... thing right off the bat if you right. want if, if, if you want this on your system we're not paying you anything yeah yeah sorry so, yeah and so to to you know to answer your question, what what really stuck out to me though, like kind of reading all these little excerpts yesterday, was um, I guess I was taken back and surprised, not because I did, not because I, I expected Microsoft to have to, to give up concessions. I just I I was expecting there to maybe because of the way you know Jim's been posturing lately, and and I'm sure his investors are are pushing him to do that. Um, that there was something more that maybe we weren't seeing on the surface that it wasn't just uh this is just this um uh like the, it's it's not just that hey call of duty needs to be on this platform because there's no replacement for it because really if that was your only case <laughs> it's it's a it's a really difficult it's a really difficult sell for sony and 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 again the kid kind of called out all the real obvious things that almost 
anybody that has even a surface level understanding of the industry could have called out the fact that, you know, PlayStation didn't have Call of Duty driving them for the PlayStation 1 or the 2, right, when they dominated the industry or when they took over out of nowhere uh, with the PS, you know, the first PlayStation. And, you know, the the fact that Nintendo is uh, doing what they're doing and that Cade, you know, points to that, like, hey, you know, like it, it's it's not like this imperative thing for them. So why does it need to be for you? And they also went back and pointed to like, even if um, it, no matter what, they, they they still believe that even other companies can enter this this industry. It's not just up to Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo. Uh, and they kind of they kind of allude to that stuff. So really all the stuff kind of that I pointed out, but I was like wondering, I was like, well, is there something else? Was there something else in Sony's back pocket? Did they think they had like, was there maybe some implied agreement? Uh, were they going to go, you know, to the to these governments and say, hey, you know, we we had the strategy for this next 10 years based on this implied understanding that even though we're renewing these contracts three to four years we were still expecting it to be here they didn't there's none of that in there so and i think that was that's a hail mary um but you, you know it's still right. a hard Absolutely. sell but you know i thought there'd be some surprise there really wasn't it really was hey call of duty is just a massive thing you can't take it away from us and uh and, and right now microsoft doesn't appear that they're going to this generation uh but moving forward there's really it, it, it's a real hard sell to say and they pointed out every single every single you know angle you look at it uh you know sony, sony themselves approved that you can succeed without it and so is nintendo and uh and so has valve and or yeah and and it just there just doesn't seem to be any angle so i'm just wondering as i read this i realize Cade's not the final boss <laughs> you know cma in, in the u.s are still you know ftc are still going to be uh the ones that are the, probably the 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 big dogs that are well i mean they're they're certainly the the three bigs there there's there's no there's no doubting it and and folks if you want to have an idea of what what is happening according to the published report this tuesday which was a couple days ago the u.s federal trade commission short for the ftc could reportedly rule on the microsoft proposed acquisition uh, yeah. uh, 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 and in late November. So before yeah. Thanksgiving, they're expected. Remember, they don't pass these deals. They just, they just, you know, they, 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 they just say we don't have a problem with it. Right. And Microsoft goes and does it. Meanwhile, the UK competition regulators have announced on Tuesday as well that they have set a, 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 a positional deadline of March 1st, 2023 to publish mm-hmm. their findings of the inquiry regarding this deal. That is their second mm-hmm. look. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it likely that they're going to do it before potentially maybe a couple of weeks, but usually they, 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 they're steadfast and, uh, you, you can expect that this deal would probably get done in the first quarter of 2023. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it, and I'm not disagreeing with that. Like, I, I think my, my, the thing I'm looking at though, is that even though this is not the end of it, right. I, I, the arguments are going to be the same across the board. That's that's the thing, you know, that's the, the big thing about looking at the Brazilian case is that the 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 push that Sony's going to make, the the arguments they're going to make are probably going to be very similar in every jurisdiction. So I, I was looking for something and I'm like, I don't see anything here. Like uh, everything was very surface level. It was it's the stuff that we've talked about before and I just thought there might be a bigger surprise, maybe a bigger push on the subscription front, but even the Cade kind of answered that the way I, I 
made the case before where you know they they mentioned that even if Microsoft runs away with this subscription thing today there's nothing stopping Nintendo and Sony they got this back catalog of big IPs and relationships with third-party developers nothing is stopping them from going ahead and actually trying to compete if they want to compete as a subscription so so basically what the kid was saying is like these things you're you know you're saying are problems you know if the, if that's a problem you can go and compete <laughs> just like they're basically echoing Satya Nadella and just basically like you know like th there's nothing stopping you here there's nothing stopping somebody else here from competing here well, I mean a perfect uh, example of what you're talking about folks listen what 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 has taken over the market by storm uh th that 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 is Splatoon 3 it is the best selling yeah. in the series it is a shooter it's essentially a shooter for Nintendo, it's Nintendo's answer to Call of Duty, and it is kicking ass and taking names. If Sony wanted to invest their money like they're going to see, that's the, see, that's the problem with Sony. They have been so stagnant and sitting at the head of the table or in their throne for so long that their legs are weak. They don't, they're, <laughs> they're not the same Sony of the PlayStation 4 ilk where they used to spend money, hundreds and millions of dollars, to get that first-party marketplace uh, uh, being number one. People have been calling for a SOCOM for, for a decade, and they haven't had a good SOCOM since the PlayStation 2 era. So, I mean, whose fault is it? Is that Microsoft's fault, or is that Sony for no longer innovating because they've been the market leader for two decades long that they don't feel that they have to compete? Well, now they do. And like I said, if you read... This report, and I have read it extensively since last night and this morning, and I've read all the excerpts live on the air. No, I don't think anyone is going to care that they're going to have to do better. I think at the end of the day, you are mm -hmm. a billion-dollar company. You are not an indie developer. You are right. a billion-dollar corporation. Spend the damn money. Well, here, I'll read this. Let me let me read this section here because it kind of alludes to just what we're saying here. So, like, mm -hmm. so the Cade says, despite this, the fact that Microsoft entered the multi-game subscription segment before its competitors in the console market does not translate into a permanent competitive advantage for Game Pass. Both Sony and Nintendo have a vast catalog of exclusive games in their ecosystems, partnerships, and several third-party publishers, and a broad base of captive consumers among their console users. In this sense, it is understood that there is still plenty of room for these companies' subscription services to develop in scope and content in the coming years in order to become increasing, increasingly competitive. So what they were saying, like, if, if you kind of, like, just pick up all, and I won't, like, read everything, but if you pick up all the pieces, what they're saying is, like, these things where you're saying where, um, you know, where the case could be made, hey, so Microsoft's cornering this market, you know, they're, 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 they're basically becoming this juggernaut in this space before anybody else has really, you know, even started to play. What they're saying, and we've seen this with we've seen this with TV subscriptions is you guys can come in when you decide you're going to invest in this and, and, and do this, you can do that. And to, to your point, boom, um, this is why competition is good. <laughs> and this is why, you know, um, market disruption is good because uh, yeah, I do think that it, what happens with anybody that that's in the lead too long and it's not just in gaming or Sony, it is like any industry, uh, you know, the, the, the leader that too long that doesn't really feel any threat just gets 
gets, I mean, at that point, it becomes a mature market. It's up to the investors just to maximize it. They're not going to take big risks. There's no reason for them to. Now, Sony's going to have to take some risks, and that might be like figuring out where their, their lane is in subscriptions, or maybe it is uh, doing something else aggressive, which, you know, which we can't even see maybe, right? Maybe they got some something else that they're going to have to uh, reinvent themselves. And I think they will, if, if they want to continue to be uh, among the, you know, the very top market leaders as it moves be like further, as consoles become a smaller piece of the pie, I think they're going to have to, uh, which is a good thing. It's a good thing for everybody to, to have this market kind of like really, you know, throw everybody on edge. Uh, things aren't the same, you know, just because you've been a big publisher, you know, whether you're a publisher or a big platform, you can't rely on that going, uh, you know, for, and be around 10 years from now. Innovation is the key to business. That That is yeah. an absolute fact. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I want to catch up with some of the Super Chats and we'll get everyone's final thoughts on this and we will get everyone out of here. We have fi over 550 people here, which is awesome. Again, this is a relatively new show. We've only been doing it for, I don't know, things like maybe the 20th or, or 25th episode of Xvlog Live. Apparently, you folks like it. So if you do like it, please consider subscribing. If you're not subscribed, hit the like button before you get on out of here. But I got to thank a few people in the Super Chats. Uh, we have Highlander01 and actually uh, um, uh, Steel Rain put this in. Pete Hines has been promoted to the head of global publishing at Bethesda. Definitely a great day for Microsoft and Xbox after dropping an additional $5 Super Chat. So thank you so much for that. We have another Super Chat that came in from, I believe it's, okay, hold on a sec. It's lost. I think it's Hargeet Chan. He drops a $10 Super Chat. Let me find it, Hargeet. Uh, this chat is flowing. Uh, let me just see. Okay, yeah. Hargeet Chani, $10 super chat says, was hoping Xbox could get the Series S down to 200 this holiday. Target deal is close since it comes with a controller. Hope they flood the global market with the Series S and a few more of Xbox Game Pass friendly family. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, 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 well, I have a feeling, Hargeet, that this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think this is this is the, the precursor, if you will, to what I expect Microsoft to do. I think that maybe during Black Friday for that week, that block, maybe that just just the weekend, they drop it to 200. They launch friends and family in there and they give instead of a controller, they give the people maybe a 90 day subscription of Xbox Game Pass as a yeah. bonus for buying it. And what it does is it locks people into this 90-day uh, subscription, which they're not going to want to go uh, get away from because, well, at that point, games are, there's so many games for them to play. Remember, it's the ultimate pack-in. And I've said this before, Game Pass, even if a game is multi-plat, is the true exclusive. There, there's no doubt about that. And I think that you're going to see them, uh, even if they take a bit of a hit, uh, they're, going to, um, they're going to drop it down to 200 simply because, well, why wouldn't you? Uh, during Black Friday, and and pull a Sony. Sony did that, right? They had a special edition Spider-Man uh, uh, PlayStation Slim. They packed Spider-Man in there, and it was two hundred bucks, and it broke records that still to this day have not been broken. So why shouldn't Microsoft get in on that? And I think that they should, and definitely could. Uh, but listen, Steel, let's get your final points on this. After everything that has been read, everything that we have mm -hmm. said in the last seventy or seventy-five minutes. What are your ultimate takeaways from Brazil's Cade passing this deal 
with no ex, uh, with no uh, restrictions. Um, the only thing I can kind of leave it off on um, is the wise words of Satsi and Adala is uh, then let us have competition. Yep. And at this point, that's exactly what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Even if they remove Call of Duty from there, from a- every platform of outside of an Xbox ecosystem, um, it still wouldn't be an issue for competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, point blank, period. Um, as we have stated several times um, over the last couple of years, at least that I've been listening to you, boom, um, Xbox is number is number three. Yep. Um, them getting this deal, uh, again, $100 billion and you're still not number one. Man, what does that speak to? Again, you can't beat years of brand recognition. Uh, you can't beat years of, uh, of fan loyalty. Um, you can't beat, I guess... Um, trying to think of the word for it uh you can't beat good games right yep and that's something that xbox has kind of been fighting themselves against um they needed more studios they've got that they've uh, openly have stated that that's their goal for the future um they're not going to stop here so if we're talking about monopolies and what or whatever the conversation may go um it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen two three deals from now so yeah no, good stuff as always. Uh, and um, when bad mother, what, what what's your yes, final sir. thoughts on the the uh, the announcement yesterday that literally broke the internet? And this comes on the heels of Saudi Arabia passing this with no exclu- uh, with no restrictions in August on August twenty third. Uh, you're gonna in the next coming weeks, folks. Stay tuned to Double Barrel Gaming because we're gonna have you covered. Because it this is not the last that we're gonna hear in the coming weeks. Uh, until this deal is officially signed. And uh, yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of coverage and we're going to get you covered here. But what are your final thoughts on this? Good news for Xbox, bad news for PlayStation. Well, you know, I'm in a similar place <laughs> that I was a, a couple weeks ago when Jim got out in front of the crowd and I was, you know, I was wondering, it's like, well, what, what else do you got up your sleeve here? Because I don't see, yeah, I don't see, you know, how this, the, the case you're making in public is going to have any, any weight. And I'm assuming you you have something else to argue, you know, when you get to this level. Um, and that doesn't look like that's happening. And, you know, and, and so one of my big takeaways from yesterday, I guess, which I really didn't get to earlier because I chase squirrels like I always do, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that... Is that you know, uh, Jim's gonna that one of the one of the powers of Sony over the years has been the gravitas they have, the brand recognition mm-hmm. they have, and they and Cade called that out. Cade said, you know, hey, one of the th- we we expect no matter what, if you could lose all these games and you're still gonna get people because of your brand recognition, you know, your brand loyalty, and um, but the thing is, you know, he when he came out a couple weeks ago, I I said like, you know, people say, well, he's just doing his job, and I'm like. It, if if this isn't if this has a very very low chance of actually resulting in anything, right? Then I don't I don't think it's a good job because no. you've now scared your investors, you scared your customers, you scared Indeed. your developers. Good point. You, you've you've Sony's always walked into the room like they had um, the biggest controllers. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I like how you did that. I like that. I like that. Thirteen. That's that's good stuff. I love it. <laughs> you know, and, and I do think that is part of their brand, and they hold. And, you know, they hold it over third parties. They, you know, people yeah. come to work for them of because of that. Of and and so I think they need to get back to that aspect and stop. You know, and I and I do feel that there's been some damage done in the last couple of weeks, um, at least amongst the enthusiasts, because you're seeing it now with the media. They're suddenly like, 
who who weren't writing any articles and all of a sudden the last two weeks were like, oh, maybe we should be concerned. This could be, you know, maybe Sony isn't in trouble and we need to stop this. And, it, and it's like none of that helps you from it strengthens you from, you know, getting that confidence that you're going to need to to go out and start to do aggressive things and compete. So that was one of my takeaways. I, I, I think at the end of the day, this deal, it, this looking at everything and how it was laid out in the case they're making, I would be shocked. Uh, I mean, I guess you can never be too shocked that with you know, in this world, but I would be very, very surprised if we get something much different from the CMA or the FTC uh, in terms of, you know, some pushback um, other than, you know, maybe potential political grandstanding. But even then, if it goes to the courts, I don't see where the where the where the end game is here. So um, so I expect Call of Duty is going to be on Game Pass in the next couple of years. And I think that is going to shake up the industry. And it's not just mm -hmm. going to shake it up for Sony. It's going to shake it up for everybody. But um, but again, uh, I still hope there's going to be intense competition. It just means people are going to have to change to do it. I, I absolutely agree. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be your new episode of X-Vlog Live. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. Let me get these two Super Chats that popped in, and we will get to the outros, uh, starting with Steel Rain. Drone TJ drops a very generous uh, $5 and $2 Super Chat in the first one. He says, I say Black Friday Bundle Series S and X for $700. Oh, I mean, that would be, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be something. Um, bundle them Double together. It, it drops an additional $2 Super Chat. But Steel Rain, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out your YouTube channel called Living Split Screen, yeah. who your co-host is with the co-most, and more importantly, where can <laughs> people reach out to you on social media? Well, ladies and gentlemen, luckily enough, I do make it easy for everybody. I still rain. I, the T is a seven, still rain. You can find me everywhere, man. Um, If it has a search bar, typically I just send people straight to Google. I've tried it out. I have my wife try it out. I've had buddies try it out. Um, it takes it takes you right there. All my content, you'll see me um, on my own personal channel on YouTube, not doing too much, but I do uh, host a excellent show uh, with my brother from another Pong Soul, the X-Men, who is not Cyclops, um, and it's Living Split Screen. Um, we're a non-console eccentric platform. We talk about everything that's going on within the gaming industry. Um, as I like to say, we take that RTS approach, real-time strategy, pulling ourselves out of the world, looking at the darker crevices of the map um, of the industry in this case, pulling the resources together and building up our own ecosystem, building up our industry and trying to reach those two, well, I should say the three billion gamers, um, technically the 2.5 other billion gamers that we haven't been able to reach just yet that uh phil says he's trying to reach so but with that being said um boom i want to thank you again for having me on it's always a pleasure chopping up with you guys chat y'all have been on fire today just going back and forth the conversation is amazing it's always good to see real people in the chat um seeing that chat consistently move um and at least let's uh, Boom know that there he is making a huge presence and I do want Boom to know um, not only is Xbox a pillar to Microsoft uh, but Boom you are a pillar to our gaming community itself um, appreciate everything that you do your shows five days out of the week I don't miss one um, I, appreciate it. I, I appreciate the very kind words my brother thank you hey, so it's much it's, it's, it's all it's all honesty I wouldn't be here if I thought felt any different um, and ladies and gentlemen y'all have a fantastic rest of your day and stay safe much love thank Thank you, brother. And uh, One Bad Mother, sell your brand, brother. Talk about you had me at Halo, which there's been a lot to talk about because, well, Halo Infinite changing to Unreal Engine 5. Yes, yes, and I'll take it, even though it's going to put some delays. But you know what? It's fine. I think it should have been EU 5 from Jump. But at least we know 
that that is coming. Uh, also, talk about Xbox era. You guys are great over there, John, Nick, and yourself, and and uh, and many of the others that make that site tick. You guys are really doing well on YouTube. You guys are doing great on your website. Talk about it, and where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, well, thank you, Boom. I appreciate the invite. I'm glad I was able to make it here for my lunch break. Uh, hey, I'll have to run nice. back to work here in just a moment. <laughs> but I uh, got in just in time to talk about the good stuff. But, uh, you know, again, always appreciate the, the the invites. It's always fun to talk with you guys. Uh, if you want to catch up with me, know where, which, when, when Boom's going to, you know, send the 50 cents and get me over again. <laughs> uh, come, look, look for me and Twitter at, at the handle is mother underscore one, M-U. U-T-H-A underscore O-N-E. And uh, also, we will be having a You Had Me at Halo podcast tonight. So we definitely got a lot to talk about. A lot of possibilities. I, there's a lot of stuff going out, going on, um, being said out there regarding Halo, UE, the future of it. And so we got a lot to talk about. So if you are a Halo fan, uh, show up for You Had Me at Halo around 7, quarter after 7 uh, Eastern today. Otherwise, uh, c- come check out our forums if you haven't, uh, xboxero.com. We have some forums, people, uh, you know, talking about this Activision thing in there, talking about the the Halo UE thing in there. So come over there and, you know, chat with us. Uh, other than that, man, I, I look forward. I'm sure I'll be, I'll be on again real soon. Absolutely. But ladies and gentlemen, that is your new episode of Xbox Live. Once again, I am Mr. Boomstick XL. This is... Double Barrel Gaming, your number one source for all of your gaming news, reviews, and highly contested opinions. And of course, I thank the Super Chats that came in. They obviously keep the show running with new equipment, so a big shout out to that. And of course, I want to say something that uh, I always say before I close out every show, and that's something that my dad taught me with kids, and he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated, so it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of X Vlog Live.